Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 288 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us today as we begin our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials uh, covering Doctrine and Covenants sections 115 to 120 uh, in the week of October the 11th to October the 18th, um, October the 17th, I should say. Uh, and today uh, we are going to be uh, looking at Doctrine and Covenants section 115. And obviously the observance amongst you will recognise we have six verses to get through in six days. And so we're really going to be pushed for time. And not only this, but actually I think that we could easily cover uh, section 105 over two and even perhaps three days. So let's dive through and see what we can get through today. In Doctrine and Covenants section 115, I'm going to go straight into the section because um, the context around this section really is covered in the points made in the section. So I'll share the context with with the various points along the way. Uh, first of all, in the verses, um, in verses four to five, we have revealed the name of the church uh, that is used today. Now, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints was the name given by the Lord uh, just after a few, a few weeks after the church had turned eight years old, which I think is fascinating. I mean, you know, at the age of eight, uh, as members of the church, we are allowed and are able to be baptised and receive unto us the name of Christ or be willing to take unto us the name of Christ. And at the age eight years old, the church was given the name of Christ, um, which I just thought was an interesting parallel there. Is that a coincidence? Maybe. Uh, But I just thought it was an interesting point. But uh, as it says in verse four, for thus shall my church be called in the last days, even the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Up to this point, we... You know, many of us may not be aware that the church had actually had a few names um, being called the Church of Christ or the Church of, of the Latter-day Saints and, and various other things like that. Uh, and so this was the Lord making this declaration saying this will be the name of his church. Um, and in verse five, it says, Verily I say unto you all, arise and shine forth that, my light, that thy light may be a standard for the nations. Um this is the invitation uh, to the saints to be able to use this name and stand and be an example uh, to those people who um, see the name of Christ being taken upon this church. Uh, Sister Anne M. Dibb said this, quote, What do you think when you hear the word arise? Personally, I think of you, the noble youth of the church. I picture you diligently arising from your beds each morning for early morning seminary. I see you faithfully arising from your knees after finishing your daily prayers. I think of you courageously arising to share your testimony and defend your standards. I am inspired by your commitment to the gospel and your good examples. Many of you have already accepted the invitation to arise and shine forth, and your light encourages others to do the same. Close quote. Now, before we continue on with this section, we could do a whole episode really dedicated to the name of the church. Um, about how, you know, it's called the church uh, and how the word the is an important um, indicator in this title. Obviously, Church of Jesus Christ is a vital part of this um, name as well, not to mention including the Latter-day Saints in this and not just calling it the Church of Jesus Christ. So, you know, there's a lot of things here which help us understand the importance of the name of the church. 
And to look at this, I mean, clearly um, a talk that we should refer to is President Russell M. Nelson's October 2018 talk, where he refers to an announcement made a couple of months before about how he expressed the need to use the name of the church and not other names such as Mormon or Mormonism or LDS church and so on. Uh, and he invited all the members then, and he continues to invite the members to use the correct name of the church, for that is the name that the Lord has given this church. Um, and when we think about, you know, uh, Mormon as the prophet, you know, and how, what would he think if his name was being used to denote the name of Christ church instead of Christ's name itself? How would he feel about that? I'm sure he would not be too happy, as the Lord indeed uh, wants us to use the correct name of the church now as directed by President Russell M. Nelson. Again, could go into a whole a whole episode by itself on this point. Um, but to basically kind of direct you and help you uh, further your study on this, I would strongly recommend that you go to um, the Come Follow Me Digital Manual uh, and you can find a link to, the, to that talk or just go to the October 2018 General Conference and find the talk titled The Correct Name of the Church. Um, but it is cl quite clear that um, if we use the correct name of the church, that people will know and understand more that we are truly Christians rather than some other denomination that isn't really linked to Christ. We've placed ourselves directly on the, the name of Christ and as we are striving to become like him. And as such, we are trying to be saints and in the latter days as we do this. Uh, moving on, in section 115, uh, we have further discussion by the Lord uh, about the city far west. Now, a bit of background here. By this stage, in, in uh, April 26th, 1838, um, the, the church members have, have been driven out of Kirtland, Ohio, um, due to misunderstandings, unrest and disgruntlement uh, with the saints. Um, they've had to leave. And so many of the church members have already left, if not are leaving that um, that that area, that region. And of course, they're moving to Missouri because that is where the second stake of the church is. However, uh, as we know, and as we've discussed in Missouri, uh, there are issues and problems there. They've been completely driven out of Jackson County. Uh, in Clay County, they've asked for the saints to leave as well. And so General Alexander Donovan, who is a friend to the, to the saints, has organized a legislature which means that they can set up two new counties um, one of them being Caldwell County where we where we find um, the, the saints starting to settle now so we have these two new areas and in these two new areas we have um, the city of far west um, and Adam on Diamond is in the other one and we'll talk about that uh, tomorrow I believe um, if we can get to the end of this maybe you know a little bit tomorrow uh, but um, far west is literally, you know, as far west as you could go. It's the furthest west of the United States that we have. Uh, and I suppose this was done in the hope that the saints could settle there and not be troubled uh, by, by other people. Um, and so the Lord is commanding the saints to, to kind of start to settle in this far west. And in verse um, 8, it says, Therefore I command you to build a house unto me, the gathering together of my saints, that they may worship me. Um, and interestingly, it says in verses 9 to 11, 
and let there be a beginning of this work and a foundation and a preparatory work this following summer. Let the beginning be made on the fourth day of July next, and from that time forth let my people labour diligently to build a house unto my name, and in one year from this day let them recommence laying the foundation of my house. So basically the Lord says one year from today, on April 26th, 1839, uh, I want you to lay start to lay the foundation of this temple. Um, this is a revelation clearly that's given for the saints to fulfill. Um, so that they are aware that the, the Lord wants them to be building this temple. Um, I will share the story of that now because I think uh, we don't have a lot of time left and it fits in well here. But basically, uh, for, for fast forward a year and the saints have actually been driven out of this area as well and are settling in various locations in Iowa and Illinois. And so basically um, the question arises, well, what, what's going to happen to this revelation? The Lord said in one year from now, we need to lay the foundation stones for this temple. And so Brigham Young and a number of the other apostles before their journeys to various missions, including it to England, um, they sneak their way into far west uh, Missouri, which they've been driven out from by intense persecution. They make their way through in the dead of night. And as it, the clock strikes midnight on April 26th, 1830, uh, 1839, uh, they lay these stones. They sing, they sing some hymns. They dedicate that spot for a temple. Uh, and then the, as dawn breaks, they, they scatter their meeting. Um, except for one individual, Isaac Turley, he goes to a home of a of an apostate uh, in that area and lists how they'd managed to accomplish all these things and that they were setting off now for their missions, um, which I just think is a wonderful uh, kind of in-your-face statement <laughs> by this by this brother. Um, but um, clearly the, the saints knew the importance of the temple by this stage. And so it's no surprise when they were able to finally settle properly once again uh, in Nauvoo, Illinois, that they followed that heed to build that temple. Thank you very much for listening today. We'll continue this section and hopefully cover Doctrine and Covenants section 116 tomorrow. So stick with us as we try and drive through all these wonderful lessons and messages given. Please follow the podcast on, on Facebook, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Thank you very much for your time. Until we meet again. <laughs>